I'm your host, Ken Lane, and this is the show where I bring on stellar guests from across the API universe to discuss, debate, and solve the latest topics around APIs and API first. All right, welcome again to another episode of Breaking Changes. I'm excited today to have Sophie Rutar from Euler Hermes. Sophie wears several hats at Euler Hermes. She's the head of document management, ID, and access management, as well as API DevRel. Welcome, Sophie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, you're you're kind of at the you you seem like you're at the heart of the digital transformation going on there at Euler Hermes, and and I want to kind of understand that a little bit more because I know a lot of my listeners are also kind of in the middle of a digital transformation um, in their large enterprises. But let's start with the basics. What does Euler Hermes provide for its customers? Um, well, Euler Hermes is basically the world leader in trade credit insurance. That means if you are doing business with a customer, if you're delivering goods of any kind and you send an in invoice with your goods and then there's typically a certain delay until that invoice is being paid. And now the risk in that is that your customer might not be able to pay that invoice uh, for several reasons. Uh, they could fraud, um, but they could also um, just go bankrupt before they can pay that. And uh, this is um, where we step in. So we will check your customer before you trade with him and give you security that if ever something bad happens to your customer, then we would pay um, the, the loss accordingly. So that's our main product. And we have two, three other uh, specialist insurance products like um, guarantees, which is very relevant in the construction sector. And also uh, we have fidelity insurance, which is partly cyber fraud. Um, and also linked to yeah, internals that would expose information outside, which they shouldn't, and, and all these uh, things. So what role does APIs play, play in that? Um, well, the, the thing with our insurance concept, it's not like a car insurance where you would sign a, a contract once and then forget about it. And maybe if you have an accident three years later, then you would have your next contact with your insurance. In our case, you really have day-to-day -day interactions because you would insure each of your customers individually with us. So we would have an individual check every time you do trade or you, you have a new, new customer. So um, there's a lot of interaction which you can do either on an online portal that we provide, of course, or if you're a big company, you'll probably prefer to integrate our APIs in your SAP system or your ERP system or whatever systems you are using. And then you can have this seamless process. So it can basically run through fully automatic and just um, give you some alerts if you if you have to interact. That's of course much easier than to handle. 
you, you mentioned a, a couple like construction and others. Who are the consumers of, of these APIs? What, what types of industries? Um, well, in construction area, you have the, the company that orders a building to be created. And so we would guarantee that the construction company that you charge with that would be able to do that. Because if they go bankrupt in the middle of the construction, uh, then you, as the, the one investing, you have a huge problem. So you, you want to secure in advance that you choose the right construction companies that are capable. And especially if you have large construction sites, if you're building a skyscraper or an industry site, a factory or whatever, you really want to make sure that uh, you're dealing with the right companies. You won't just uh, select the, the cheapest one. You really need proof for their stability. Yeah, I can see it really coming coming in handy to to manage all of the relationships that that it's going to take to put up a big building or or mm -hmm. to tackle any any major project. So your your title, you you seem to wear a lot of hats uh, in, in what you do. How long have you been at the company, and what what were some of your early roles? How did you get started there? Yeah, well, um, I'm in my 18th year now with your Hermes. And that's why my title is sort of a, an aggregate of various things I did before, which I manage today. Um, I started back then in Germany. I started in a customer support team, actually. And uh, that was very interesting to understand what your customers, our customers really need, how they really work day to day. Um, from there, I evolved over several projects and programs and, and so on. And in uh, 2012, um, I had the opportunity to create um, SmartLink, which is uh, a customer-facing API that we created then first time. So it was still on SOAP technology. We're um, replacing that, of course, with REST, which is much easier. But uh, that's where I jumped in first time in this API adventure. And uh, I really enjoyed the, the fact that it's something that creates a huge value for our customers and partners. And back then, it was really an innovation. We were the first credit insurance company to do that. Um, the others have followed ever since. And uh, we see that from from year to year, the demand is growing continuously because this automation, this integration is becoming really more and more really uh, even a prerequisite for our customers to do business with us. They don't want to do that uh, administration manually. Yeah. I, I, I met you through work that I've done coming over to Europe to try to spread spread the word about APIs, API days, conference, and and you're very public in what you do. Why why are you so public in telling your story of, of APIs? Um, well, it began at some point in time, I was just asked to do uh, a presentation uh, at API The Docs and 
I was like sort of asking myself, why me? Uh, because I didn't think that we are doing something very, very special. Um, but then it turned out to be uh, quite a success. I mean, the, the feedback from the audience was awesome. And so I learned that what we do at Udo Hermes is basically something special. And we, we try to, to really invest in that and become even better all the time. And the, then I repeated that and, and did different conferences. And every time I get this kind of feedback that it's very interesting what we do at this company. And so I find that quite enjoyable to get that feedback. And I also think that if what we do is perceived good, then let's share it. And um, that helps to create a network of other people like you who are very knowledgeable in the domain. And that helps them again us to learn from that and become even better. So I think it's a, a clear win-win situation. I love it. I'm so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm an evangelist. It's what I've been doing for the last decade yeah. and ha getting, getting folks to share their story and, and, and realize the value and, and I wouldn't say just value. It's, it's nourishing and rewarding to, mm -hmm. to share your story and find that people are interested in it. And, and that, cause you've in, within a company, you tend to just do your work and, and, and sometimes it just feels like work, but when you're able to go out and, and tell the story and then, and, 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 and capture the attention of your audience, I, I love it. I, I, I mean, the storytelling part of it is really important for me. So I, I love that, that you, you've started telling the story and you continue. And one of the things I'm always trying to understand when I'm trying to get other people to share their stories is you know, how, where you came from, how you got into it, you know, telling what role mm -hmm. you're in and, and how you, you know, what, co what conferences, API, the docs, API days, which ones, you know, bring you out. But do you have any, do you have any encouragement or advice for other women who are looking to get involved in the API space and, and tell their story as well? Um, well, my, my impression is that there's a general thing that we need to show to women that technology is something nice to work in. Um, I try myself when I do recruiting to find women for my teams and I find it very difficult, unfortunately, to find them, especially in the development area. Um, so, if you are one of those women working in the domain, um, speak up, be in touch with other women you see on conferences. Uh, even if you'd see just a speaker on API days or myself, uh, just have a chat, contact her on LinkedIn or whatever channels you have and, and see how you can join in, in these networks that are out there. And uh, most probably, you will have a very interesting story to tell and to share. So don't be shy. Just just do it. And um, I'm sure it will be uh, quite rewarding. Yes. And, and so there's a lot of a network of support out there. There's a lot of mm -hmm. speaking opportunities. That, and, and don't feel if, if you don't have the skills, 
you feel like you have the, the speaking skills or, or presentation skills right now, there's a lot of work uh, and opportunities to, to help you along that way and, and develop it. I remember, you know, when I first started speaking in 2010 and 11, uh, it was hard and I was not very good and I didn't have really much of a story to tell. And it, 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 it takes time before you get there. So uh, definitely, as, so, mm -hmm. as Sophie said, you know, reach out because it's really important uh, for us to keep kind of growing the, the growing the pool of, of women who are, you know, I, I find it cha it's changed the, the tone of the conversation within companies, but also within the industry. The, the more women we have speaking at the events and sharing their stories and talking about APIs, and it's a much more enjoyable place to be. So, yeah, I, I happened. Um, I had a lot of discussions around uh, the imposter syndrome on conferences, and I think it's more. It tends to be more present in women to think that's not very special what they do in this technology. But again, uh, it's mostly not true, <laughs> and in the opposite, it's uh, mostly very interesting. So it's um, definitely a recommendation. Just be in touch. Yes. So at Euler Hermes, does the leadership know about APIs? Are they aware of APIs and, and what, what they do? Yes, um, definitely. Um, when I started, it was very difficult to explain to someone in the business First of all, what is an API? Why is it relevant? And why should they engage in any way? It was partly even perceived as an obstacle to the customer relationship because uh, some of our um, distribution staff feared that this would complicate the relationship because it's technical, so they have to have the resources and we have to explain and so on and so on. Um, so in the beginning of my job, I spent a lot of time evangelizing internally and trying to explain that and proving then based on, on good um, customer feedback that it is something valuable. Um, since I would say two, three years, um, this has completely changed uh, up to the sea level. Everybody knows why uh, we do API first and, and why we push this enormously. Um, it has been validated with the CEO and with basically everybody. And uh, so we shifted from explaining what it is to explaining how we make it operational and to, to looking into actual business cases of our APIs when we prioritize them and so on, and that makes life easier. <laughs> you, you use the phrase API first in there. What does that mean to you mm -hmm. and your teams? Uh, for us, it means that before we do any coding and development activities, we ask ourselves, what is the purpose of an API that we would want to build? What is the business value of it? And once this is said, then we try to do a design that's easy to understand for somebody who's not an expert of our, of our business or even of our technology, because it should be completely 
disconnected from these specifics. So then we, we try to, to create this uh, open API spec and then develop it on basically cloud native um, architecture. You have a you have a public API portal that 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 mm -hmm. you have as part of your 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 organization. What's what's the vision for that? Is it everything you want right now, or is it still more of a, a work in process process and a journey? What's what's your vision for for the future of that portal? For now, it's still in an early phase. I would say. Um, it's first of all, I, I differentiate between public and um, semi-private because the APIs we provide today are mostly supporting the business that we we sign. So the the, the credit insurance contract, for example. So um, there's no public usage for those kinds of APIs. If you don't have an insurance contract, then you can't use them. Um, but we have created an easy onboarding process for our customers and partners. So once we have uh, a, a commercial relationship, they can just create their accounts and it will be available very quickly. And then they can see all the APIs that uh, we have for them. Um, today, this is yet limited to the credit insurance uh, domain mostly and i would like us to to provide a full-fledged functional scope for all our products um to to really let's say standardize <laughs> if you have a product with us then you can use it by api because in the end every service that we Build. We build it based on APIs to integrate it in our customer portal afterwards. So it's technically completely possible to to directly use them, um, integrating in their own software. Part of part of this standardization I've heard you speak about before is is API design. Good API design. Mm -hmm. What are your principles for for good API design across all of that? Um. Principle is to, to make it as easy as possible so we avoid any technical artifacts in the in the specification. Uh, we avoid vocabulary that would be too specific, that would need expert knowledge. Uh, there's a lot of education around that actually, because our internal colleagues sometimes are used to the abbreviations and the terminology of credit insurance, which can be quite particular, and people won't necessarily understand if they are new to the business. So we, we try to find simple wordings instead that we put into, into the specs. And the, the ambition is always that a developer of our customer can rapidly rapidly understand what this API is about. And the developer or customer will most probably not know what credit insurance is. So we try to keep it simple. And then the second principle is, of course, that we try to um, have consistency between our APIs because we have a lot of them and we create them with uh, quite autonomous teams. 
And uh, so we created an API governance entity that has issued uh, uh, a design guideline with the basic principles um, and that helps on the one hand is coaching all these squads and all the newcomers and then is also controlling in the in the deployment chain and CICD that whenever there is a new open API being specified, it goes through a validation step of the governance before it can then be actually developed and deployed to production. How, how much of that process is automated versus uh, training and education for, for those squad team members? Um, it's the, the process of deployment is rather automated, but the checks and the, the coaching is fully manual. Uh, we have been looking, and I think we haven't given up so far, but we've been looking into API linters to help us and, and to reduce the workload for the governance team. But uh, yeah, when we lo first looked at them, it seemed too too technical, too reduced in, in, in actually helping us. And I think there has been a lot of evolutions ever since, and we just need to find the time to look at it again and see how we can possibly integrate it in our process. Yeah, I, I would say it's, it's still right at that edge where, uh, and I'm an expert in the linting rules and, and all of this, but I still feel like it's a whole nother vocabulary and language that I have to learn. It's a whole nother rules engine that I mm -hmm. have to think about in addition to the API design and, and, and that, that that's going on. So I think, I think this is something that needs more investment in the open source space, as well as with tooling vendors to help, help support mm -hmm. companies in, in their journey. That, that education that you provide to these, these squads and teams, um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, is it, do you, do you, do you have classes and workshops? Is it more in line and ongoing as they're, they're developing APIs? How does, how does education and awareness work? Um, we currently adapt, so to say, to each squad and the individual needs that we see, because we, we, we see teams that are super mature and they come up with a first proposal and it's almost good. That's that's the, the, the best case. And then we have, of course, also other teams, um, maybe teams who are not really familiar to, to API technology. And well, we have seen some designs that we had to, to redo completely. And so in between that, um, our governance team tries to to understand how they need to adapt to, to each team to, to get to a, an overall good result. Um, what we have just now done just recently, I created a, a webinar that can be reused internally to show a bit the general principles that we want to see, the general workflow of how we perceive API first, for example, what it means for us um and and we did that in sort of a funny way to to not have this uh a learning an e-learning that you have to do and that is maybe not so interesting 
it's it's a funny way to discover in a first step and from there on then we can work more individually and we just discussed this morning to have a second version of the training to go more into the details and i don't know say teach about what is a pagination it looked like this and not like that um this kind of things maybe we can do that in the second half of the year yeah those those types of materials are super important to help introduce people to all of these concepts that i've learned along the way and and i'm not always aware how to share them with teams and so i'm always looking organizations are doing that besides making it funny how do you uh incentivize uh, uh team members to to learn about you know good api design and and what's needed um well of course we are in touch with the team's managers to <laughs> to make sure that everybody knows that there's a process and that it's a necessary um and then we're not doing a lot of policing in, in what we do it really we try to go into the process early maybe in the first design sprints we can participate and give our opinion and as we do that the team see that there's some value in in, in what we do and then overall I have not seen really uh, refusals so far. <laughs> I think it's working quite okay. Nice, good to hear. So, how do you how do you prioritize what what APIs or microservices are needed to support business? Is it is it a, a business leadership? Is it customer led? How do you how do you prioritize what gets developed? Uh, we have a small number of very big programs going on currently as part of our IT transformation roadmap. Uh, the most important one certainly is uh, what we call MyH. It's our customer portal that we have created um, from 2019 on. And as this has the most direct customer Im impact, that is sort of driving the prioritization. So um, we're aligning then with the businesses uh, locally, what are the features that are most valuable for our customers to be added to that? And these will probably drive the APIs that are treated first. It can be that there is some transversal or more technical APIs that are then just prerequisites to make this work. Um, for example, the the user management that I'm in charge of, it's the basis for all the the security of everything. It's, it's a zero trust environment. So of course that has then also a very high priority because sometimes uh, a business feature could not be delivered if we would not have done our work. And so we have regular um, we call them big room meetings where we get all the programs together in one big room or maybe a big WebEx session thanks to the pandemic. Um, but there we try to align all the priorities between the programs and find one, one logical critical path in between them. 
and then make visible to everybody why this or that feature is now the most important one. And then each team will um, align to that and have its own roadmap then corresponding to that. It's um, not super easy, but it works. And I think um, we haven't seen anything better for now. So, so that's quite okay. Yeah, that that sounds like it really gets the business and the technical people and details in, in alignment and moving forward in a meaningful way. When 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 you you know this is responding to your customers and 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 your business goals, I'm hearing more, especially in Europe, but also in North America, uh, regu regulations and and government uh, influencing the direction that that enterprise organization organizations are going because the industries they operate in and and influencing apis how does regulations influence how you do apis um as i perceive it today the influence is not in the api design like it would probably be in banking with psd2 um however there's of course a lot of um, regulation around the IT security uh, and the the auditability, the uh, the possibility to restore in case of a disaster, uh, to prove to our customer that a certain information has been transmitted, and um, well, if ever in a trial, somebody would claim that. You have confirmed this that you we were insured and they were actually not because we need to be able to prove that and that um, causes a lot of investments more in the less visible parts so it's it's a lot of the 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 actual it infrastructure the architecture on the cloud that is influenced by them by that and uh it's actually quite interesting to to put in place these procedures based on a cloud platform. Um, yeah, so it's not very visible to the customer, but it all happens in the in the backend, and it keeps us quite busy. Do you find APIs make it easier to deal with this regulatory complexity and challenges? No, I don't think so in it might even be easier in the old world with uh with your own data center that is mm. in your own firewall and and so on um although i tend to believe that it's 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 more secure to be in a zero trust environment on the cloud than what it was before, but from a, from an auditability perspective, it was easier to to prove the process that were in place and, and, and to control them. Um, but again, it's 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 an IT transformation that uh, that we're doing, and um, it's uh, definitely possible <laughs> and we have actually do these um, do implement these mechanisms and they work very well then what is 
what is your favorite part about your role and, and what you do? My favorite part is um, when we can, um, yeah, for example, when we are able to have our developer portal better, easier, accessible, and, and more valuable for our customers. And when I get then a feedback that confirms that, um, I'm still very, even if in IT, I'm not in direct touch with the customers anymore, which is sad, but that's what it is. When I then get this feedback over colleagues, that still makes me most happy in my job. Yeah, those feedback loops are important. I mean, I think it goes back to the, my earlier question about why you're so public and what you're doing. I feel mm -hmm. like that that feedback loop with your portal, with with your customers, with with you know all the stakeholders is a is a big part of the process. And and I do you feel like your your uh, your teams uh, respond to that feedback as well? Do you think that's something that incentivizes them and and helps them know that they're making an impact and doing something important? I would say that's difficult to tell because within a team you have different characters and I, I'm sure that uh, some people who are more incentivized by the technology technology aspects because they love to to tweak a bit with the the code and the the um, the resources and they love to solve problems to to really um, think how to resolve the problem, then actually do it and see that it works. Uh, that can be very rewarding also. And others are more, yeah, on the, on this, yeah, we, we succeeded to make something that's valuable and it's being used and people are happy with it. Yeah, it takes a mix of incentives and, and yeah. And you got you got to match it to the people and and the personalities and the characters, as you said, on on the ground, doing things. Um, so what you know, we're getting getting close to the our time here. But what what do you do that's outside of technology? What do you do to keep your brain challenged and going? And and what are you passionate about? Uh, well, I'm musician that uh, helps me a lot to to disconnect in the evening so playing guitar since like 20 years or so and just started to play piano also and uh, so, so i need this break to do something really completely different and then i'll be ready for the next day to, to jump into the technology again are you do you just play for yourself or do you play publicly do you record uh used to be part of a band 15 years ago uh which was a bit successful and we 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 toured a lot it was a nice time and i now have a project to to found a new band so once this pandemic is over and once we can meet normally again and and yeah benefit of of doing an open air and and having good good time together do you do you feel there's any relationship between playing music and doing apis anything that 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 music teaches you that that helps you out in your world of apis 
Well, it, uh, I guess it certainly helped me to do my uh, presentations on, on conferences um, because it originally felt pretty similar to be on a stage again and, and uh, do a presentation that's hopefully entertaining. Um, for the API itself, um, I don't know if there's very much um, relationship, but I think one similarity is that there's no definite right or wrong. There's a lot of very good ways that you can do it. So you can play rock and roll, metal, or jazz. All will be great. And in APIs, you can also have various different designs that are all very good. So you need to find your, your own style um, to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important, I would say, because that's, I would say, one of the reasons I got into, I started API Evangelist in 2010 is I saw there was a group of people, I was trying to do APIs, and they were, they were pretty mean to me about doing it wrong and not understanding how it should be done and, and dismissing me. And I didn't like that. It made me feel... Mm -hmm. It made me feel stupid, you know, and not not smart enough. And I knew I was smart enough. And so and I've seen regular waves of those folks in the API space, whether it's, you know, the rest people, whether it's the GraphQL people, whether, you know, there's always some group of them that that'll point out you're doing it wrong when uh, it's 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 our approach. But as you said, you know, it helps to to standardize. It helps to play, do things consistently. And I think there's a certain amount of that in music too, right? I mean, pop, mu popular music, and and what what uh, different genres that that speak to a wider audience. So there's definitely common approaches, shared approaches. But uh, yeah, I I'm sure there's a lot of famous artists when they started their career. People told them their music was crap, and they just went on anyway, and then they became something very big. So never listen too much to those um, people that tell you it's crap. Yes. If someone's telling you that, you probably have something. And and back to what we were saying, you know, to encourage more women to 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 jump in and speak. Uh, I'm guessing you're going to hear a lot of that. You know, when you when you try to start sharing your story, mm -hmm. and and I'm guessing if 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 someone's telling you it's it's not good, especially a, a man telling you it's not good, there's other reasons, and it's probably actually something you should be talking about. So, mm. um, in the world, what what makes you happy right now? What 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 gives you hope that's going on in the world right now? Uh, well. It's not the most easiest question currently if we look at uh, our climate problems, uh, the fire in the southern of Europe, the flooding at the same time and going on. So um, what keeps me happy is that people still don't give up and they still try to find ways to improve our lives and, and yeah find remedy to, to those issues and find new types of energies that are not destroying our planet. Um, maybe going vegetarian also to, to live differently, better. 
and um, with all that we can just hope that it works out and <laughs> that we can go on for a long time on this nice planet agreed and i i would echo the same in in the api space and with just technology in general that um there's there's not so good uses of technology and 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 things that are harmful mm. uh but i think if we if we're good at what we do and we care about what we do and we we share stories and we talk to others and we make it about humans that that we can do interesting things with with APIs and technology that actually make our lives better rather than making it worse and and mm -hmm. hopefully we can apl apply some of those to the environment and some of the problems that that you speak of as well. So what else what what else do you want to share with our audience about about doing APIs? Why is why is it important? Why why should we why should they get on the show and share their story and talk about APIs? What's what what's important with APIs with you right now? Um, I would say it's important first of all to understand that it's not rocket science and it's not just for the specialists. It's something that's being really generalized and I don't know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe um, it became normal for companies to have their website. And at some, at some point it became basically impossible not to have it. And I think the same is happening with APIs. So um, it's becoming, becoming very common. It's becoming very important and it's also developing a lot so there's a lot of tooling and knowledge that is evolving over time that facilitates creating them um it's certainly therefore sometimes still so it's it's worthwhile to to learn about it to apply it to use it and uh, it's a very interesting topics still to to be in and and also there's a lot of uh, very nice people in the network um that you can work with actually so are you saying business users should be involved in apis not just developers definitely yes because if there's not a business use for an api that's probably with some exceptions but it's probably not being very well used um, but uh, if, if the API really facilitates interactions between partners, it might be between companies, uh, it might be between associations and individuals, uh, every, there's just a wealth of opportunities to, to apply APIs to just facilitate exchange of information. And um, yeah, <laughs> what can I say? I, I really like it to be in this. And uh, from my job, this is really the, the one thing that, um, that keeps me super motivated every time, uh, every day. Yeah, yeah I'm, I can't agree enough. I mean, I would say uh, having women in the space at, adding diversity of thought and ideas and changing the tone of APIs 
having diverse, having business people involved who, who aren't technical is what keeps me in the space. If it was just doing REST APIs over and over, GraphQL APIs over and over, I would go find another job. But because I'm doing, I get to talk to folks like you in the insurance industry. I, I uh, just did one in the healthcare, doing ones in banking in South, South America. It's that business diversity that keeps me interested. So I, I, I agree totally. Um, I think that's a, uh, that I think leaving it on that note that this this show is meant for business users uh, and, and leadership management to try to think about what uh, what's important. We try not to go too down into the weeds, the technical weeds of what's happening. So I think that's a good place to, to leave leave folks in that there's opportunity for everyone to get involved with APIs. Um, thank you so much, Sophie. I appreciate the, the conversation today. Thank you, Kim. It was a great pleasure. All right. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I hope you get some good time playing music. <laughs> Thank you so much. See you then. Bye. All right.